Welcome to episode two of the Slab Podcast. Appreciate all the love and support on episode one. You guys are awesome. That was awesome. Now, today we're talking more about the hobby in general and how we see it from our eyes um, where the grades matter and there are no rules. So we're going to jump into this right off the top. We're going to talk about the most liked topic or question from the getting spicy with it that we did at the end of the channel of the episode last week. So Brandon Baker, I appreciate your comment. He said similar. um, Yeah. So similar to the Mario and Luigi Pikachu, which Nintendo cross or yeah. Which Nintendo Pokemon crossover would you like to see most on a card? Um, Oak lead us, take us into it, man. B B it has to be smash brothers for me we're talking about nintendo game wise obviously i would say probably a lot of people i don't know if most or everyone have played smash brothers but a lot of people have and we have in there a lot of different games and players and characters and different things going on different ips or whatever you want to call it in there and i think i like the idea of pokemon collectors um combining with I don't know. I don't know if it's like other games or other characters or other worlds, but that just excites me. The idea of like Pokemon people collecting Pokemon cards with Link and Zelda and like Yoshi and Kirby, like a Kirby Jigglypuff card (laughs) together, like joint, like Josh, that's crazy, right? Like the idea of those kind of things, we've got like Hone Edge, which is like a Pokemon of a sword, that with like Link from like Zelda with a sword using Hone Edge or something. I don't know. Like there's just so many possibilities there. And the idea of people discovering those other uh, characters from that game that, I mean, likely you haven't interacted with it every single character or every single game from it. You know, there's... Um, Legend is out of there. You got Kirby, Yoshi, Mario, like talked about. There's even like, you know, I think I've said before, Metal Gear Solid, Minecraft now, you know, on the on the more recent um downloadable version. There's there's a lot of downloadable content right now on, on Smash Brothers that's way up to date with Nintendo. Pokemon could get up to date with it. I mean, the Nintendo's right there. They they're like you know, bros. So why not get Super Smash Bros. in there? So I, I don't know. Do you think that's a good idea, Josh? Do you think that could be a fun one? I, I think that could be crazy. I think it's uh, it would be really awesome, but I think it's kind of a cop out answer. Not gonna lie, <laughs> it's uh, it covers yeah. way too much stuff. If to be honest, um, there's a uh, like just I'm just gonna hone in a little bit more, just to, like maybe one franchise and. Uh, and I, I would like to see like a Diddy Kong or something like that, Donkey Kong, um, Donkey Kong Country, just like that. That group of characters would be pretty sick to see. Um, yeah, obviously sure. that would be insane. Like you, like how could you if you did a Super Smash Brothers melee or like that? There's just so many freaking characters that you could make probably now. I don't even know like a 90 card set just if you did everything. Yep. Yeah. It'd be insane, but uh, I think it'd be cool. I'd love to see like Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong, all of those in some version. Like a Diddy Kong Diglett would be 
It'd be chef. It'd be chef's kiss, as you would say. It would just. <laughs> it'd be awesome. But you if know, you, got... you know, what I'd like with that is old Donkey Kong artwork with some newer stuff. Yeah. Like old, old version stuff in a card interacting with maybe some of the old Pokemon sprite artwork or something, and then newer ones like some different variations, like old art type cards yeah. in it. That that'd be really sweet. Yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, it'd be cool. I'd definitely it'd give me like MetaZoo type vibes or something like that. But it'd, it'd be uh, I think that'd be pretty sick. I think it'd be, I think it, they can't lose money. It'd be no. Well, chance. we got Magic that's kind of pulling other, you know, game shows, yeah. movies like there's different things going on there, like. There's obviously a need for it. Like people like that stuff, and uh, and it is interesting the little crossover, trying to pull people together and keep things a little bit fresh. So, yeah, obviously I don't think it'd be a main set or a or a special set. Even it would be a very like promo type set of, of some sort. But um, yeah, do you think Pokemon could ever do secret layers like Magic? Because they have the Stranger Things, the Walking Dead, Transformers, and um street fighter like all of this stuff do you think they could ever venture down that or is it okay? i just i just think they've tickled those ivories like so many times yeah. like just like mario and luigi pikachu's like it's right there there's there, there has been a lot of nintendo crossover just like the question is there has been a lot of nintendo stuff there that's that's tickled in so yeah what about non-nintendo I got. Yeah. I, I've thought about this. I got an answer. If you want me to go first, give you a chance to think. But non Nintendo I mean, artists, like they've they've definitely touched on that. They've they've touched on um, yeah. event type things. Japan has promos based on specifically just on local good stores, um, local game stores. Sorry, um, and you know the happy Pokemon that kind of stuff. There, there is a lot. I would say probably more so on the promo side in Japan, but what what were you thinking? Grand Theft Auto Pika. It'll never happen. <laughs> just be, be, Pikachu running nuts. down with a grenade launcher or a rocket RPG would just be that'd be all. Call of Duty Pikachu. Like that'd be pretty sick. One for the adults. Yeah. yeah. It would uh it'd be awesome. <laughs> all the different you can get all you can get a golden gun Pikachu, all these different camos on it. There's gonna yeah. be another one. I mean there's there's gotta be. There's they've done they have done a lot of like cool promo and cool like special type cards and um Yeah. Yeah, and boxes. I don't I don't know what would be next. I don't know. It could be it could be something that they're Maybe Sonic. I mean, Sonic is even like a like a Nintendo one now, right? That's that's even part of the Nintendo. Uh, um, it's gonna come out. He's gonna be a Pokemon soon. Watch. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a cool thought. There's a lot that could be played with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But Brandon, appreciate you uh, with a comment. Appreciate all the upvotes. Mm-hmm. Cool. This, is the, this is the time this is uh getting spicy with it where now we ask you to post a comment drama question down below in the chat the highest upvoted one will then be the first topic on the next episode oak what is your topic that you're going to propose for the upvotes um i think 
<laughs> I'm going to say I think it's okay to flip product. I think it's okay to flip slabs. I think it's okay to crack slabs. I think it's okay to do things in the hobby that make money. What I don't think is okay is to build a hobby around that and to build your community and hobby around it. I think that's, uh, it's like two very separate things for me. That's going to be a really effing long YouTube comment. <laughs> Mine yeah. is going to be Collecticon will disappear in two and a half years. Wow. I was not expecting that. Okay. So, two and a half. So what does that bring us to? 2023-24-2025-June. So much 25. Okay. Yeah, so those comments will be down below. You can upvote those ones or one of your fellow peers. Just go hit the upvote button on some cool comments, topics, and number one will be selected. So without further ado, let's jump into the actual podcast, shall we
absolutely completely understand why the set was just wildfire across the world. Like I felt it within my soul and my heart. Like it was such a fun, amazing experience. The show, I would run home every single day from school. I lived literally one street away from my school. I'd run home. Drove before home. My... <laughs> I ran home from school and um, before my dad got home from work just so I could watch uh, Pokemon because it was on at 3.30 every day uh, like the, the episode is always repeating like you know I saw some two or three times but yeah in England we had like a slightly different schedule so I'd watch it and I'd just sit there and just be amazed. It was so entertaining, the show. So I did that. And then um, I started saving up money to buy uh, a Game Boy. I didn't have a Game Boy. Like some of my friends and some of my neighbors, they had a, they had a Game Boy. I saved up. And by that time I'd saved up, there was a Game Boy Color. So yeah. I got the Game Boy Color. Uh, I got Pokemon Yellow. I'd saved up. And um, yeah, that thing pretty much took over my life i mean i didn't even want to like eat or sleep or bathe or anything like i was absolutely obsessed that thing was crazy um and i remember i was 10 years old it was um new year's eve at the end of it probably would have been the end of 99 i would think um 98 i don't know what year it was around that time frame and um I was uh, playing with my um, Game Boy, uh, the yellow one, you know, Pikachu themed, obviously, with Game Boy Yellow in it, the Pikachu game. And then my friend was there with me, and we were playing together. He had the same one, and we had the link cable thing, and, you know, we figured out the Mewtwo hack and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, so it was, like, very wholesome um a holistic approach to the hobby for me for to, to Pokemon. So we had the cards and we had the show and we had the game and we had like stickers and figurines and I had magazines that I was getting from the corner store and even candy. I remember I bought a packet of candy and a couple of like, I don't know, just everything like that I could get my hands on that was Pokemon. Yeah. It was just, just amazing to me. The, the whole, the whole IP as a kid, peak perfection for like how to entertain a 10 year old Pokemon. It was absolutely perfect at the time. Um, I was maybe not 10, maybe nine or eight. I don't know, I don't know whatever. I was, I wasn't very old, but it was, it was, it was just fantastic. So from there, obviously went on to like Pokemon Crystal, you know, in between that, some other cards. I didn't get too heavy into cards from then on, but just because like, it wasn't present. It wasn't in front of me in England. Yeah. Like that stuff wasn't really there available. There wasn't a store in my town that was selling those cards. I didn't have the internet in the early 2000s for that kind of stuff. You know, it was very much just like a case of, well, it's not there. Like it wasn't even in front of my mind. Um, and then that kind of led up to a few years ago, me getting out my old binder and, um, you know, basically getting into like trying to figure out can I sell some of this stuff to buy some of the other cards that I do want now that I'm older I did that and it's grown and grown and grown and I mean I'm well into five figures you know now um from maybe a couple hundred 
dollars worth of cards. So, um, yeah, just kind of growing and um, within what I'm doing uh, was like part of just my love for Pokemon. So, very long answer there, but the why Pokemon was like many different reasons for me. It was a very, very big, big part of my life. Really enjoyed it as a, as a child. But I'm curious for you, Josh, like why Pokemon? I'm sure there's some similarities there, but I, I want to know like your experience with it. Yeah. So obviously first for me was the games and it was like a vice for me. My parents fresh off a divorce, Pokemon then comes out. So I'm a young kid and that's Pokemon is like my gut. The only thing I know at both houses, doesn't matter whose house I'm at. I still have Pokemon there. It's like, it's like, it's like my friend, right? So I can play my blue version at any time. It'll make me happy. I go to bed, can play my blue version under with my little twirly cable with a light on it and just, I guess get right back into it. Just feel, feel, feel young again and just put me right back in that world of happiness, which is great. So Pokemon was, it was there for me in some of the toughest times and it's been always there for me, but I left its side obviously for a long time (laughs) just because of life. But uh, yeah, so basically the games played a little bit, collected a little bit of the cards. Didn't have a whole lot actually growing up. I would get a pack here or there, probably had a, a binder with maybe just picturing in my head because I don't have it was probably 15 hollows, 12 hollow cards. And the rest was like jank. Um, so didn't have a whole bunch of cards growing up, but I obviously played the games, blue version, silver version, um, Sapphire, and then leaf green, fire red were kind of one of the last ones I played. I actually just played uh, fire red again, played through it in one of my recent weekends here a couple weeks ago. That was amazing. Um, absolutely just love the games. They're phenomenal, unmatched by freaking anything. Can't wait until my kids can get into it. But um, basically got out of that, got into Yu-Gi-Oh! So it wasn't just Pokemon. Yu-Gi-Oh! got me through my my weird, weird my weird years, pretty much all through middle school, elementary school, and some of high school. Um, that's when I actually started traveling, which was awesome getting to know that experience. Um, it pretty much helped develop me as a person and character. And it's crazy to think about that, that type of like, it never, like as you're living it and experiencing, you don't think about this thing forming your character and all of that, but it's really cool to look back on and be like, wow, like these past experiences just helped shape me and, um, all these different people I was able to meet. And that's kind of happening now today with collector cons and stuff. Um, so glad I got back into the hobby in during right when COVID started essentially 2020 in april um got back into it basically saw a collection to buy and flip didn't have a collection of my own at the time like you had some cards i had zero except for like one charizard from a childhood that i just kept but yeah it was good to get back and uh i'm excited and have luckily been able to get out to a bunch of these collecticon events and meet a bunch of people and interact and interview a bunch of awesome people on my channel and just Pokemon, I love it just for the sense of just the the different people I get to meet and communicate with on a daily basis now. It's awesome to have these people as my friends, yourself included, obviously, and just <laughs> it's uh, it's changed my life in a matter of two years for a crazy, crazy margin. Like, it's awesome. Again, again, it's re- rearing its head and helping put me down a good path. So thanks, Pokemon. 
It's pretty cool. I, I think oh, a lot of people can probably relate, you know, listening to this with stuff that we've said there. But I got to say, my probably my biggest regret about that um, after thinking about what I said and what you just said is I really wish I would have played more of the games and, and looked at more of the sets and been able to have a way to like carry on it through the years that I missed. Cause it was a decent chunk that I, that I just yeah. wasn't like super present in those sets and the games and stuff. And even some of this, there's a few series, a few seasons of the series that I haven't even watched, you know, yeah. most of the movies I've watched, but there's a few of them where I didn't watch just cause like, you know, Serenata Channel came on and I was like, well, wow, he sounds weird. <laughs> like, this is like odd and I watched a bit. And then I was like, yeah, like, you know, whatever, I've got all this stuff going on. But I really wish I would have stuck in it because there's so much like value in some of those years that we missed with some of the things with, you know, the games and sets and shows and stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's cool. But now we have the opportunity you know, expenses are, are a part of it. Obviously, when you're trying to buy those cards and boxes, but just we can at least see it and interact with it and, you know, look at it online. So that that ability now has opened up a lot of, like, appreciation for me, just the ease of access for those things. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think another just very relatable thing for both of us, just so for both everybody out there that might not know, is we both work full-time jobs. The Pokemon hobby selling collecting is not by any means like our full-time positions we are doing like nine to five type jobs have families of multiple kids more than one and just say that more than one for both of us and uh uh there's there's a lot going on and we're still able to do this type of thing and which god bless our wives they're awesome they're, they're rock stars for letting us do this type of thing um our, my wife will never see this, <laughs> but maybe I'll show her one day. Maybe I'll show her. But uh, yeah, I think it's awesome that we, uh, as full-time employees, are able to interact this much, as much as I think we do in the hobby, and it's freaking awesome, man. It's uh, I, I hope a lot of other dads out there and full-time employees are uh, able to take the time and just interact as much as we are. It's awesome. I am... Um more than ever by far i mean i'm way more even though the the passion excitement and everything was like top tier like when i was a kid it really was like the creme de la creme of like this is a huge part of my life that i really enjoy because it really is part of my hobby right now if i get a minute free where i'm not doing chores or the kids or work like i very much make that stuff the forefront like i don't do hobby stuff while i'm at work and i don't do hobby stuff while i'm like you know making my kids dinner or you know we're going for a yeah. walk together or playing the pocket and so it's very it's like very much a separate thing for me but when i'm doing it balls to the wall like i am interacting i'm going to collecticon you know i've been to collecticons i've got the discord i'm making youtube channels i'm opening packs i'm like sending gifts to people we're doing secret santas like together you know you and i i'm um grading cards i'm i'm all over the place like in every aspect of the hobby i'm, I'm playing the games 
even TCG Live, um, got the Nintendo Switch. I'm about to start uh, diving into a bit deeper into uh, Scarlet and Violet, you know, those kind of games. Like, I'm there. Like, I'm right there when I have time, definitely yeah. interacting. Um, I think the, the biggest change for me this past year, which yesterday was one year since I made my first YouTube video. So um, that was a pretty cool uh, little pat on the back to myself to like sticking with it. Oh, yeah. um, but the the biggest change has been encompassing people into the hobby. Because for me, before this past year or so, up until I started um, uh, moderating for like uh, and being a big part of PK's channel, you know, when I, f- I was one of his very early subscribers, um, I don't know exactly how early, but very, very early. And um, before that, before he started talking and interacting with him and being on, um, you know, watching his videos during COVID and stuff, Pokemon was always me. It was like a me hobby for me to collect and me to play the games and me to look at the cards and watch the show. Like I didn't have someone I did that with or talked with it about. So the past year of like really diving into conversations with people like like you, Josh, that's like had a big impact on the hobby for me. It's a drastic difference. It's become a much bigger picture, a much wider world. Uh, that's been really exciting. I think that's been really yeah. fun, and I'm sure a lot of people, you know, that are listening feel the same. That's that's uh, took a whole other level to to what it is that we do and we're interested in because you can like beat each other up about stuff or celebrate stuff or like show each other things that we haven't seen or sell each other stuff even like you know there's just like every angle and to have that interaction with the hobby is that part is interacting with the community there's a community within the hobby so that, that's been really cool for me and i know you've been very heavily involved with the with the community and especially your subscribers and uh, and the kind of people that you that you chat with, I know everybody knows who you are, and everybody adores you. So, do you kind of feel the same about that? Do you feel like that's been a big, a, a more rapid change the past year or so? Yeah, I think uh, for me, the biggest thing how I inter- how I've been interacting was uh, the discords. Before probably yeah. twenty twenty two, um, I didn't have a discord. My discord I wasn't existent in. Me and you had basically made a Discord at the same time, but I almost abandoned mine at the same time. I made mine because I was like, I'll just go hang out in Oaks. He could do all the work. <laughs> it was pretty, it was like, perfect. I'll just jump in there. Sweet. Um, but yeah, it's uh, being able to just see all these different collectors. Um, I was in zero Discords. I was in nobody's Discord. Never really used it um, outside of uh, college, university. Um the class my class would then create a discord for all the people inside the class but never for something like this and interacting and socializing um so being able to do that and see all these other people's comments and views just in text is pretty awesome um let alone all the different youtube streams and just shout out to all those people that take the time and put many many hours into the different stuff um not just pokemon but it's awesome. Like basic trainer, shout out to you, man. Awesome. Glad you started YouTube recently. Um, tons of content, just <laughs> he's whatever, how many, three, four videos that he's got like 37 hours of content on his channel. Um, obviously Pokenomics, catch Mall collectibles, PK, Poke knowledge, just 
just all the just to name a few of the people had tons and tons of videos and got me through this the interaction got me introduced to all these different people um and is just grown from there and i love just like the interview style podcast i do on my channel is awesome just bringing on new collectors old collectors it's uh it's cool just to talk to people and talk talk hobby and see where they come from because everybody's relatable they got somebody they can relate to um and i hope to continue to be able to do that my time right now is a little tighter but it's gonna continue um hopefully here in the future but man it's uh discord's huge it's awesome i definitely everybody go join it it's linked down below in the description <laughs> yeah just just the, the instant interaction of uh, a message or a picture or a question or whatever like even a call i mean you could call people on it it's fantastic. Um, I actually, I just made a, a new channel today. I don't think I've told anyone that it's on there yet, but I put a new channel in there today for uh, gaming live chat because it's about to drop in PS5. So I don't know if people are going to start, you know, adding their Discord onto their PlayStation. Okay. But like you can chat with people on Discord in there now. Like yeah. whilst you're playing your game, you can even talk Pokemon whilst you're playing God of War. I mean, I yeah. mean that's it's just there. It's going to be right at the forefront of everything. So Discord is huge, massive. I can completely understand why Microsoft is, you know, trying to bid for 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 full ownership of it, and Sony and um, you know so many of the other companies are like trying to grab a hold and be a part of it, but. It's, it's, it's brilliant so yeah i'm thankful for it um i think the first discord i was in was like a game that i used to play on my cell phone um and you kind of went in there to like figure out the teams or something for the game and i don't really understand it I ended up deleting the game and the discord i can't figure it out I'm way too boomer and then uh i, I found that there was a lot of people in a pokemon discord that was like around Pokemon cards and the drops like it was like a you know kind of like the Twitter drop uh, thing and they'd post all the different sets people yeah. were talking and posting in there and that was like my first one getting like really into discord and then yeah escalated from there so yeah it's, it's cool I, I really enjoy having ease of access to communicate with like so many cool people in there it's like so easy just to drop a message and yeah uh, and being it as a group yeah it's pretty cool yeah and just like just to let everybody know this discord for those of you that don't know what it is think of facebook groups but more streamlined more just general messaging there's like a, a flow of chat but there's discords for all these different things like facebook groups there's facebook groups where people of all timers there's facebook groups for people that are into pokemon or into being furries who knows but <laughs> there's literally everything so you can find a discord whether it's on reddit or just googling stuff you could find a discord that's for you um if it's not pokemon and you could just get in and start learning the hobby that's usually how people start learning different hobbies like if you like i want to start learning a little bit more about comic books previously i would go into facebook groups and start just absorbing material um but now it's me trying to find a good discord finding a guy's youtube channel that i like hoping he has a discord and hopping in there and kind of just then absorbing the material that way it's way easier for me to kind of bring take in the information through a discord for whatever reason 
um, over an old fa- old style Facebook group. Um, but yeah, they're they're out there. Everything it, <laughs> the internet's vast. Have you had much luck finding some of the discords? Yeah, I've had a couple of success. Primarily, like I said, go finding somebody's YouTube. Um, and I, of course, I've struck out several times, but generally, the pe- like decent sized YouTube channels have discords now. Um, I say decent being it could be anywhere from a thousand to whatever, uh, a, a bajillion, but um, yeah, Rat- so. Rattle has a crazy one, Rattle's it- Discord, yep. Bananas is crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Poganomics with uh, with Dan, Jake, and Dan. That that's a really fun one. Um, there's a lot of a lot of people in there that are like really in the hobby. There's, there's just generally like a lot a lot of people that it's a part of their life. They're in Discord. Like so, if if you are serious about this hobby or selling or collecting or whatever it is that you do, like you got to get in the Discord. There's so many people that you can pull resources from and advice, and, yeah, it's really valuable. It's, yeah. it, it really is. I enjoy it a lot, a lot yeah. of different ways. Hell of a community. How do you – is there a plan, a way, like, maybe this year you want to interact a little bit differently with or in addition to what you're doing now? Is there anything mm. like that that you can think of that you'd want to change up a little bit? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know if I've really set a goal or have an idea of something like that. I think for the most part, um, my goal was to get a YouTube set up so that I could find people that want to interact with me and create a community together. And yeah. the goal was to find a hundred people. I wanted to I wanted to get a hundred subscribers, and I thought if some of those people want to talk to me about Pokemon. I want to interact with me, maybe trade cards or whatever, like just be a part of something because I couldn't find something like that where there was a small group of people like that felt the same way as me that were adults and like wanted to like collect real cards and talk about it and like, you know, send silly messages and like fun and, you know, just whatever. I just couldn't find that. So I was like, screw it. I'll just make it. So I did it. um, And it's now set up. I hit that goal and I'm like, this is what I want. So it's like hard for me to like think of like, Oh, what's next? Because I'm there. I'm right yeah. at what I wanted and what I want. I'm, I'm like, I'm at peak happiness right yeah. now. Not a whole um, lot of capacity for more probably <laughs> with what we got going on that, that too. But like, I don't even know what that would entail. I think what would change is if my priorities change. If it was a case of, okay, now I need to um, change things up because I want to make money or I want to do more of it or I want a different type of people in this code. If I needed my priority change a little bit, which it could very well, like, uh, like let's get real, like I'm human, like we change. Yeah. But at the moment, everything's exactly it's more so like more amazing than I ever thought it was going to be. So uh, yeah, I'm very happy. What about you? Is there, is there something that you were thinking of maybe changing or doing? Yeah. The the only thing was maybe just the local scene. Um, I'd love to get to more local Mm. card shows. Um, Primarily it's heavily, heavily sports right now. Um, And just because when I go to some of these shows, there's a lot of kids, there's a lot of kids walking around. 
Um, they are into sports, but God knows they like Pokemon. They're kind of maybe just into sports because their dad's just into sports. Who knows? But there is just a lot, a lot of sports. And there are shows every weekend in Metro Detroit. And I just would love to have that time to go to them. And it's not happening right now. And I need to, I want to make it happen a little bit. So that'd be sounds, cool. Sounds like a local Discord. Either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a Facebook group actually for the local card shows in Michigan. So. They have, it's a bunch of boomers, so they're not going to be on Discord for a long time, I'm sure. But, um, well, yeah, you're pretty heavy into the Facebook stuff. So, are you is that a local one that you're primarily a big part of, or is it just a general Pokemon it, one? That one's just uh, sports card shows, events happening in Metro Detroit. People okay. post there when they're happening, where they're happening. So, it's not even Pokemon. They'll they'll mention if there's going to be Pokemon tables there, but it's just it's literally just local Metro Detroit sports card shows, and people post their flyers when they're having them. So, literally every weekend somebody's having one within a 30, 40 mile radius, um, some type of show, which is pretty crazy. And so, are you thinking vending? Because I know yeah. Java had good success, right, with that with that little one that he did, and he felt like he had like a little bit of a. I don't know if Monopoly was the word he used, but he felt like he had a a like good size. Yeah, yeah, like a good chunk of the 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 kids there were like interested in it. Like kids are still crazy for Pokemon. Like it's the you could set up shop at any street corner and there'd be a kid that will want to see what card you've got. Like it, it, it's just that huge right now. So I, I feel really confident that you'd probably do well after seeing Java's video. Yeah, I would want to take anything probably over maybe a few things just for eye candy, but yeah, primarily yeah. just focusing on lower end stuff, bringing a binder stuff to flip through a few sealed products, but yeah, it would be just fun, fun, different way than Collecticon because Collecticon I'm all over the place with what I take to sell. So it's, but yeah, Chris, um, Weedle's warehouse, you will have seen him in Discord and, uh, you know, a few little bits and bobs. Uh, he's kind of, um, in a, is in a few little things. He, uh, Collecticon has a really good setup where he has a little bit of everything. I mean, he's got all different things, like you're saying, like sealed and slabs and raw and just like visually, it looks really appealing. Yeah. Like it's really cool, like set up and clean and sharp, and he's like a really good looking guy too. Like that helps. He's like very visually like a good looking guy. Like that's my problem. People. Yeah, I'm after. Yeah, same. <laughs> like that's why I'm a collector. There's no way I'm a cop. There's more gain selling anything, guys. Like, yeah, for sure. So, I I do think there's something to that to like having some diversity and having just like a good setup. It just looks cool um, rather than just um you know uh focusing on on the product like there's a marketing aspect to it you know the, like oh, visually yeah. i think yeah there's he's a just, visual like that. you gotta have like an attention getter for sure yep yeah having your slabs laying on the tables or just covered with like saran wrap just ain't gonna cut it guys like <laughs> you gotta you gotta do a little bit more but yeah Yeah, having said that though, there was, I remember there was one um, guy at Collecticon Orlando last year and he was doing like, I don't know if they were 
canvas or paper or posters or what, but he had a bunch of pictures and he had them like 15 feet in the air. Like there was so many and it was a little overwhelming and there was a lot of people around it. Like it was like too much. It had gone too far. There was too many things to look at. And I couldn't like focus on like what he was even selling or trying to do. Like there was just so much stuff happening like on his walls. So yeah, just, just a balance there, I guess. But yeah. the advantage you and I have got um, is we we can do either or, you know, because we do want to buy too. We want to interact and stuff. Like if we wanted to sell, we could sell. If we wanted to like not sell. And, you know, first hand, you've done that a couple of times on both ends. So uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's a good part for us. There's a little bit of flexibility, I guess. Yeah. You don't make as much money going there to buy and flip stuff, but... <laughs> It's it's hella fun, that's for sure. Lots of times getting to sit down and talk to people and really cool. Yeah, I'm really excited for, for Orlando. For some reason, I got my wires crossed uh, with Baby Brain the past few weeks, and I thought that Collecticon was next week in Orlando, and apparently it's in February. So, <laughs> yeah, so I was a little, a little relieved. Time. Yeah, I was a little relieved to know I've got a little bit more uh, time to plan because I don't have like a sofa to stay on or anything. I don't have anything planned yet. I'm way behind. I, I know everyone has the rooms booked and tables booked and the rest of it. I've done nothing other than knowing I'm going to get in my car and drive two hours. So we'll we'll figure that out. But well, if you're if you're staying the night there, I got I got a couch for you. You can sleep on at least. All right. My, hotel. my wife done. Life, so you guys heard it first. Done. um so what have i know we talked a little bit about uh you know a little bit touched on buying and selling that kind of stuff that you know interacting almost but have you been collecting much i know you've had a couple of nice sapdosses lately i haven't heard you talk much about kyoga purchases you've had some diglet like what's been going on in terms of like the collecting side of stuff for you yeah, so just uh, I guess a little bit of history on for me on me people that are out there that don't know what I'm doing or what I'm what I'm playing with. But basically, big big Pokemon guy, big Yu-Gi-Oh guy, but been collecting Zapdos was my pretty much my species. I'd go after um, Diglett as well and Kyogre Amazing Rares. That's pretty much the only Kyogre. But um, <laughs> I don't know why it's the card's a banger. Um, but yeah, Zapdos cards for me, I've always just kept uh, my ear to the ground, whether it's PWCC, Heritage, eBay, I'm constantly, not constantly, but at least once every couple days, not even every day, I'll be searching Zapdos PSA 10 cards, um, kind of just getting a feel for what's out there, what's being sold. I own pretty much every Watsy Zapdos and PSA 10. I think there's one unlimited one for gym challenge I need. But basically have all of those cards and looking at some of the other mid-era stuff, the black and white ones, the I think there's one more diamond and pearl one I might need. But there's there's a bunch of Zapdos cards in between. Even some of the most recent ones I'm kind of I've been eyeballing, but I feel like they're still semi-overvalued out of chilling rain or whatever. But um yeah, kind of just waiting for stuff to go on auction. Most of the time, I'm not usually the guy to go snipe a buy it now unless somebody can take a a pretty sick offer but um it's been a little while i actually purchased my first signature card 
I was hoping I'd be able to talk about signatures this time because my first, what I said last week was that signatures are bags and I had just purchased one, whatever, two months ago. Um, <laughs> my first ever signature card. And uh, it was a Mitsuhiro Rita Zapdos fossil card. He did that art for that one. Um, so I, it was a Rita and it was Zapdos. I'm like, that's awesome. The only other one I'd maybe want is a Sugimori Zapdos for base set. That would be insane. And just for myself, personalized doesn't matter. I don't think Sugimori will probably ever do uh, a signing in person. Um, we'll see. But yeah, I think uh, I don't think they're worth what they're selling for by any means. I wouldn't. But good props to you if you're the guy out there flying your flying a family down there to go get these cards auctioned and signed and make your make your dime. Don't cut people in line and don't do anything shady. But if you're down there flipping, good for you. <laughs> Somebody's somebody if you don't do it, somebody else will. That's the way it goes. But um but yeah I definitely love auctions. PWCC heritage or where it's at for me. Um eBay too. But not it seems not so much stuff I've been looking for lately is on eBay. But also grading cards, right? So obviously we're both very familiar with that. I've graded a bunch, a bunch of cards. Most of the Zapdos cards I have are purchased. Um, I haven't graded PSA 10 Zapdos cards. Never really tried just because it's not fun finding PSA 10 Zapdos or Watsi cards ever, let alone just a certain species. Um, but a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh stuff I've been grading lately and purchasing, and that's been really fun. Just kind of collecting some of that original anime art, some of the old Bandai, Bandai stuff from 1998 for uh, for Yu-Gi-Oh has been awesome. Got a bunch of stuff through PWCC on that, um, but I love it. And uh, also shout out to Pokey Chloe. She just started doing live streams on PWCC this past weekend. Um, just watched that back actually recently here. Didn't get to watch it live. But uh, congrats to her and whatever partnership she got with them. But that's pretty awesome. That was it was a pipe dream for me. I don't have a uh, quite enough clout yet. Maybe one one millennial from here. We'll see. Maybe what happens. But um, very cool. Very cool to see her get that done. And uh, very very good stream with her and Pokey Dean. And recommend everybody go watch, check it out next weekend on Sunday. What about you, man? What are you doing? Yeah. Touch on the Poke Chloe thing right there. I, I would have not expected them to use an English time zone person for that. I was very surprised. 2 a.m. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised at the person. Like, she's cool. Like, people love her. I remember, I think I was subscribed to her before she even had a thousand, like, before she was even monetized. I thought it was crazy the stuff she was opening up. And I was like, fascinated. Like, how the hell is she, like, paying for this stuff because she just like came out of nowhere um it was it was super interesting to, like so to see her now and like just the growth she's had and how well she's doing and like you say you know the idea of working with pbcc and like with some of these companies auction houses and grading companies that kind of stuff like that's a really exciting thought to like think of that's like a really cool yeah. um thing to be a part of so despite the time zone it is definitely it's a positive thing um it was funny you know that i was thinking about maybe taking it over from you doing it and then you know she's taking a hold of it i'm sure um they can have more than one person doing it but it's it's oh, cool yeah. that it's already there now the options available which is really exciting 
Um, for me personally, on the collecting side of stuff, I've got some real random stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, I've been buying really random things and like people have sent me some pretty random stuff and it's just kind of like just buying things that I like when I see it now and like things that kind of like make me chuckle or a little bit interesting. You know, you might have seen uh, a couple of cards on my PSA return videos this week, you know, that were like Pikachu cards, but like weren't Pikachu cards, like just that kind of stuff, just weird things and there were some cards I didn't even show because they were low grade, but the actual card of what it was, it like meant something to me. So, you know, a couple of trainer names that like meant something to me and people in my life and that, that matched up, that kind of stuff. Just just real weird stuff. And I've got four or five different binders that I'm going on now. So I'm just kind of all over the place with the cards. And then just general Pokemon stuff. I mean, my shelves are just filled with weird Pokemon, just ramel, just absolute junk and weird stuff. Like everything from like $1 things to like $100 things, you know, just kind of all over the place. Um, I just think it's interesting. I think it's fun. I'm just fascinated by everything Pokemon just, just as a whole. So I've just been betting and bobbing. Nothing too crazy. No massive, crazy big purchases or deals. I just have a big, you know, uh, PSA return that was over 100 cards. It was fun. Bunch of Pikachu's in there. Uh, a lot of stuff filling in gaps and playing around with the set registry. And you know, I was talking with um, uh, uh, the uh, the the registry team there um, the other uh, maybe two or three weeks ago, telling them about my daughter being born and stuff. And we're going to set up another call. We're going to have another chat with them about uh, about the registry and some of the changes and updates they've made. So I'm excited for that. That'll, that'll be coming soon. But uh, that's that's part of like the fun for me, the registry, uh, just kind of like figuring out what do I need and the completionism side of things, that kind of stuff with the slabs. Uh, but also I collect Pikachus and obviously the Pikachu registry, but actually the actual registry has its own collection thing where you collect points for having a certain amount of cards graded and a certain like amount of uh, each type of card. So do you have a baseball rookie card? Do you have a football rookie card? Do you have this? Yeah. Do you have that? You get different points for it. And if, I mean like the top, I don't know, one or two thousand or something. I mean, like top that couple of thousand, just because like I'm one of the only couple of thousand people that have actually clicked on that stuff and done it. I'm definitely not in the, that high up, but it just like gives a bit of interaction to the what you're doing rather than just having a card sitting there next to you. It gives you a little bit of like, okay, well now it's in a list and it's part of something, a bigger picture that I'm trying to complete or a trace that I'm trying to do and. Um, it helps you find cards in there that you haven't seen. So I've discovered some stuff in there this past year of cards that I didn't even know existed and stickers and yeah. box stoppers and weird stuff there. So that's been interesting too, being able to see that stuff. I'm uh, yeah, big, big fan of that. And PWCC has been a part of it. I know you just touched on it there, but they've been a big part of me helping discover some new cards that like, excuse me, I don't even collect, you know, not even things that I'm chasing, but, things that I like and I'm interested in. I mean, I bought a, um, a Joe Exotic PSA 10 or whatever it was, like a one-of-one one masterpiece Joe Exotic that it signed while he was in jail. Like, 
there's no not a can house chance I would have ever seen that card ever. Like I would have ever bought that if it wasn't for PWCC, like yeah. just browsing through there, messing around. Like it's just fun stuff in in the auction. So the hobby just in general, like I just think it's interesting. You know, I bought a couple of football packs lately and I've bought a couple of Yu-Gi-Oh packs and, and some stuff that, you know, just some of the store and I didn't pull anything, but it was fun and it was interesting and it's cool to interact with. And uh, I got a friend who's a pro baseball player and I've got a bunch of his cards and they've gone up a little bit in value. So now I'm considering grading some of those just to kind of preserve them and their quality. Cause some of them were pretty, pretty squeaky clean and stuff. And yeah, I'm just kind of all over the place. I'm just enjoying it. I'm enjoying talking with people uh, about their collections too, you know, like yourself and other people like in the discord and stuff. It's, it's just fun. Like it's just fun to collect and be a part of right now. And some of the prices are a bit lower for a lot of stuff. So that makes it even better as well. Yeah. Have, you, have you noticed a big difference in some of the stuff you're buying in terms of price being lower? Yeah, there's you could, you're like on PWCC, you can catch some things going pretty cheap. Um, lately I've been buying a handful of Yu-Gi-Oh cards and I feel like they've been damn decently priced. I was pretty upset about it. Um, hoping to catch some of those slipping, but yeah, like we just seen, I think it was the NG Emporium had a few cards. There was one that sold for like a dollar 25 before the yeah. $4, $5 shipping. Um, so it's there were, there's a time upon us. That's going to be very interesting with, especially if grading does get any cheaper, but at the 15, which is now $19 for PSA, it's going to be, there's going to be some cheap slabs out there. There's, we could be getting to $5 dollar bins here really quick. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that there's some of the sports card guys um, that I've seen talking have been saying that they think we're approaching pretty close to like the low, you know, the Valley or the river of the Valley, whatever, you know, the, the lowest part of, of what could be the pricing. But I mean, for me, the lowest part is like people stop, collecting and buying like that is the lower like the the pricing part is like always going to be high compared to what the actual bad scenario is whether it's a dollar like it's always going to be better than better than nothing but uh yeah. with pokemon i do think there's correlation between collectibles or sports cards and pokemon cards just because collectors collect other stuff and are in part of it and they hear what this person says or they hear what that person says or the market the economy, you know, work, life, that kind of stuff. So there's definitely a correlation there, but we'll see. The, the prices likely will change somewhat, whether it's good or bad this year. Uh, but well, do, you think, do you think we'll ever have, like, at Orlando CollectCon or any type of in-person event, will you ever be able to go up to a booth and flip through $1 to $2 graded slabs on their table? Um, like sports cards do. There's because that exists. But this is going to be a hot take. I don't want to sound like an asshole with this, but I think Pokemon sellers and collectors are too proud to do that compared to sports people. I think they're a little stubborn and proud. I don't think a lot of people would list a slab for five bucks, no matter two bucks. I don't think. A lot of people would generally like do that. I've seen like PSA nine slabs of 
very cheap cards listed for 30 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's not a $30 card. It's not a $30 slab, sorry. Like, it just isn't. But that's the lowest listed. And, like, people are stubborn and, like, proud of, like, they spent this much on grade and this much on the card, like, don't want to take a loss. Sports card people are much more willing to take hits because they've had good wins. They're much more likely to take losses. Uh, I think Pokemon people are, like, been pretty spoiled the past couple of years. We've had really good prices. It's been pretty much profit on everything. You know, like it feels yeah. like the past couple of years. So to now think of listing a, a slab that you just graded for 15 or 20 bucks, uh, five bucks, 10 bucks, two bucks, whatever, like I think it's going to take a little while for people to adjust to that and like realize it isn't selling. It just isn't. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think the sports, the reason the sports people have an issue also is because, like, when you walk up to those dollar, two dollar bins for sports, and I'm flipping through those things, I'm telling you, I don't know, maybe one of the players out of the 50. Um, that is a problem. Uh, Pokemon doesn't have that problem, only having just now, just now over a thousand. Before, before this new set, we didn't have a thousand different Pokemon. So I could flip through an entire 200 slabs and identify with every single one of them. Be like, Oh yeah, this Pokemon. Oh, this Pokemon. Oh, that's a cool art. Like that's cool art. Like it's just a lot more relatable to whatever's inside of it. Like it has, it does something for me outside of John Smith who played for the Cubbies back in 1987 (laughs) and retired in 1993 and is a millionaire now. Like, he did nothing. His batting average was 0.173, and it was he did nothing. So this Diglett, however, was with me my entire life. I don't know. There's something to it. Yeah, the emotional connection for sure. The repetitiveness of Pokemon being reused for the past lot of years. There's been a lot of years that people have, uh, have had interaction with Pikachu with Charizard, with those kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, th- there's only so many years a baseball player can play and be in sets and football and stuff. You know, Tom Brady isn't going to play for 25, 30, 35, 40 years and, like, still be in every set of, of cards each year. So, uh, yeah. What I am really intrigued with on the sports side of stuff is the Fanatics uh, play that's going to be coming in pretty soon. You know, we're a couple of years out from... Those uh, those knocking some cards out, sets, you know, whatever other kind of things they're going to integrate with it. You know, I'm sure they're going to try and do a little spin of their own version of stuff. But I think there could be a little resurgence of, of excitement and new twists and things being cool at that point. I don't know how long that will last, but I expect uh, some of the current sports stuff to probably die off a little bit and maybe move into some of the excitement of the newer things. But yeah, we'll see. What do you think about that on the sports side? Yeah, I I'm not familiar with what you were just talking about. Um I don't know if you want to elaborate what what's happening. I don't even know. Um fanatics um basically are taking over tops. They got oh, the yep. license in for 
making making the cards for the sets. I don't know all the ins and outs. I don't know the basics from uh, shout out Dakota Sports Cards Anonymous. I've been um, watching his channel since he was a noob, you know, like me since he was very early on. It's, it's pretty cool. I think he's uh, he's pretty well informed. And he's touched on it a few times this past year, but yeah, they're going to be making the cards basically, which. Yeah, I think they need to limit the number of freaking rookie cards they release because that's a problem. Um, you got yep. too many one of twenty fives, too many one of elevens, too many one of fives. Hundred or a, I think it was a thousand something rookies for like John ja Morant, the 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 hot basketball player from a year or two ago. Um, too many different rookie cards. Now, when you look back at like Michael Jordan, his Fleer, and now you got the new star cards that are technically came out earlier um so it's taking a little bit of market share out of the 86 Fleer card it's a lot less quantity it's well, there's tons of quantity but a lot less variety i should say it's like you look at the gretzky it's either opg rookie card or it's a tops it's one freaking card though like it's the same art on both cards um i definitely respect that way more kind of it's just like pokemon like you know Obviously, the Japanese one's probably technically the rookie card, but the, there's then an English release rookie card, um, and you know what that card is right away. Like you could look at it, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that was the original base set for XY. That's a rookie card of so and so Pokemon." So um, I just like how clear that is, and me having to know field levels, Spectra, Chrome, Orange. Red, white, and blue promo, like just way too much different garbage getting thrown into it. it pisses me off. I need to chill out. Yeah, I, what I what I do like with Pokemon and how they use the same artwork sometimes on other cards. So they'll do. Uh, you obviously got your regular, sometimes a reverse, and sometimes a hollow, right? In this in the set, but they'll reuse the same artwork in a different card on a different set or a different language like the Pikachu you know the Pikachu new friends one that I just shown in my previous series term that's on also the English that's a Japanese set like a four card set but it's also on the English target promo pre-release card and it's also in one of the sun and moon English sets like it's it's in like a few different places it's like same artwork Excuse me, but it's on different cards and different sets and different languages and different years, even like it's kind of all over the place. I kind of like that. Like I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, that's like not in place at all with sports cards. Like it's a whole different field. They will use the same artwork in the same set and do 20 different variations of it. <laughs> like it feels like there's just so many different like colors and patterns. And you got purple spectra, pink, this rainbow, like silver, like I don't know, pony tube version, like whatever, like it's all over the place. And um, that just seems like money grabbing to me, like uh, more so obviously the using the same artwork is, but they're using it on different products and different things. Whereas this is like to collect this set, you've got to get these different versions of it. You know, it's like too much of a good thing, too much of one thing. So that, yeah, that was a weird one for me. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, selling cards? You uh, obviously have some uh, experience yourself. What? Uh, how's that going? Any? Yeah, I've um, 
I've sent quite a few to PWCC last year and the year before I sent um, quite a lot. I've, I've done a lot. The last time I sent um, leading up to Christmas, I got about 60, 70%. I would say about 70% of what I should have got for the cards, um, which I was not happy about. So I think what I'm going to do now is get a bit more serious about selling and stop making it as much of like a little bit of extra play money to buy this or do that. Like yeah. I think I'm going to like actually try and sell and like make what I should be making and like be a bit more serious about it um, and use that money to like do the things that I really want to do with within the hobby. Um, so I'm meeting with an accountant this week, actually. I'm waiting for him to email me back. But, yeah, I'm actually getting set up to uh, to start getting a bit more serious about it, honestly. Just because I, I do have a lot of cards. I've got a lot of slabs. I've got a lot of things that, like, I don't talk about. I don't, you know, interact with just because I'm, like, it's a little bit different from the enjoyment of the hobby and the community for me. That's, like, yeah. my fun, funding part. But, uh, yeah, I'm getting a little bit more serious with it. And I know you've done a heck of a lot of selling and interacting and, um, and uh, uh, I don't, what would you say, like moving around things, you know, buying and selling stuff in the hobby uh, more than me. So I'm curious, um, what about you? What do you have planned for the year for selling? Yeah, I know CollectorCon obviously going to be a part of, but what yeah. else? Yeah, real, real quick, a question. The PWCC, like when you sell something, what's it take? How long to get paid generally? Um, it took me... From the moment I mailed it out to the moment I got paid, I think it was nine weeks. Damn. Post office, sent it out, um, lose all control at that point. It's yeah. all in the hands of post office. When it gets to PWCC, it's in the hands of them. They yeah, then have to wait for them to list it, and then um, they have to sell it, and then they wait to get paid on those items, and then they wait to process the payment. I think it was it was almost nine weeks from sending the items out to actually getting the funds um, in the account and paid out. Yeah, it was wow. pretty long. I don't and I don't want to like scare people off and put people off because like you can sell stuff and get paid and you just sit there and don't do anything. It's the yeah. easiest, most like I don't know chilled out version of selling there is, and that's why I've done it because I've been so busy. That's why I've sent so much stuff, but. The hit that I got on the last submission, the low prices that I got on some of the cards were like a little hard to stomach. Like some of them were like a lot lower than they should have been and a lot lower than what's selling on eBay. And I was just imagining some people buying that stuff, literally putting it on eBay the next day, you know, because that was possible. So I was like, yeah, I didn't sell enough on eBay last year. Uh, the year before I did a lot, but last year I didn't do anywhere near as much just because I was so busy with kids and stuff. So, yeah, and I've yeah. I've I've never sold on PWCC. I've bought a shit ton, but when you when you're like listing these, is there uh, like a seller's display that shows you all of your listed cards and you can kind of see the a ticker on the price on all of them, or what are you watching? Yes, um, and it's brilliant until it sells and as soon as it sells it's gone and it's really difficult to find your sold stuff yeah it's like 
in a different section and you have to filter it for that week, but then it also adds in stuff that hasn't sold. So it's like, it yeah. isn't easy. That's the one is a really good question, actually, Josh, because that's the one area where like I did have a real issue, like where there was a real problem because I really wanted to just say like, show me this week's stuff that I'm selling that's in the auction this week. And it really isn't as clear and as simple as that. Like mm. it, it, the settings for it just isn't set up that way. Um, I've done, I don't know, maybe half a dozen submissions to them now. I've, so I've sent quite a few stuff over the past couple of years to them. And um, the, the changes, uh, the updates have been coming, there has been improvements, but there's still a lot of stuff on the seller side of stuff that needs to be improved for sure. Yeah. Time, time is obviously a big one. You know, like I was saying, taking two months to get paid out is an absolute joke. I mean, that's disgusting. It's terrible. It's a long freaking time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna drop any names of all the different other eBay people that are doing consignments because I know they're trying not to scale too fast, <laughs> but man, it just seems eBay consignments doesn't matter who you use. There's a bunch of them out there, but getting it in front of all the eyes might be the play. I have a large auction going here end of the month, 200 ish cards. So I can't wait to kind of do, I have a spreadsheet kind of breaking down the cost that I have the card at for like a buy it. Now I'm going to estimate what I think it's going to get and then kind of get show what it's going to end up at. So really curious to see how it plays out. Probably going to get absolutely destroyed. Really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be uh, a good learning curve to kind of see how that all plays out because I just, there's not yeah. enough eyes on PWCC right now for me. Guaranteed. Um, I think the exciting part for that that I'm intrigued on is how close to your estimate it hits. Um, I listed a couple of cards on eBay last week and they sold. I mean, one sold in like seven minutes. And I was paid out instantly because yeah. the guy had like the funds set up or whatever it was called. Like the thing now where like when you make an offer or you do a buy it now, like it automatically hits payment. He did that and it was like, boom, like the funds are available. And I was like, well, seven minutes is a big difference. Like it's a stock difference from two months, you know, to seven minutes. So that was cool. Definitely. So yeah, eBay is definitely the way to go. Like, um, I'm over messing around with it now. Like, yeah, you got to get serious. So if you guys do want to sell, like get with one of these consignment dudes, you know, I think uh, you could probably message me or Greeny on, on, uh, on the list of people that do it. But you, for the most part, you've probably heard of a lot of them. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, but yeah, you asked, you had asked me a question uh, that I kind of just derailed it completely, but, I was curious, had a few questions about PWCC because I hadn't sold through them. But uh, yeah, for me selling it, like I said, not through PWCC. Primarily it's through eBay um, and some through Collecticon, through Collecticons in person. And that is so infrequent. One or two shows <laughs> selling a year. Um, it's more just a lot of just experience getting down there, seeing the people, hanging out with them. Making money, of course, is fun. Being able to pay for the whole trip and on more on top of that, obviously. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be going. But um, primarily eBay. eBay is the 
the hot spot. I list pretty much all of my higher end stuff that I want to sell to flip into other collectibles there. Um, I did recently just consign 200 plus cards because I do not have time. Um, I wish I don't wish, but I guess if I was full time, obviously that would be something I would have to make time for, but I just yeah. right now value my time a little bit more than that. And I don't want to take the time to do all those listings and, do an auction and keep up with repricing. If I have it, I was buy it now. I just don't basically last year I had an issue where I had 200 listings and the pricing all went out of date in the matter of two, three months. Now I need to go through and re-update all the pricing and just completely F that. I don't have the time and the, the brain capacity to go want to do that right now. Um, obviously I'm going to take a hit being auction, auctioning these cards, but like I said, the stuff I, the big money, the stuff I really care about to buy it now, available on my store to sell and uh, take a little bit more care of those cards. So, but <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've, like I've said, I've never done PWCC. I've ne- I've always had an issue with their fee structuring, um, with the way it happens and how many cards they have in their freaking auctions and stuff just gets buried in how many things are ending when it was on eBay, that was a spectacle when they were every second, a card was ending. That was awesome. Absolutely loved it. You could snipe cards then, but still the prices were seeing crazy. Even though things were getting sniped, the prices were astronomical highs, like unmatched. Like it wasn't really a thing who cares, but man, that's uh, I miss it thoroughly being on ebay i wish it would be back hopefully one of these consignment services can turn into a little pwcc for us that'd be sick um so yeah i'm looking forward to selling in the future here it'll be pretty sick i've bought psa 10s of of the same pretty special cards i bought psa 10 cards of on on the new pwcc platform cheaper than what I sold this the exact same card on the old PUC PWCC platform when it was on eBay. Yeah. Literally I've upgraded for cheaper than what I sold the nine for um on the on the old platform. So I think sales probably would be better if they were still on eBay. I think they probably would achieve the higher prices. I think people like um, we're talking about in the YouTube space and stuff, we'll probably have a harder time getting market share of eBay, but um, them being out of there and um, not being fantastic obviously makes it a good spot for, for eBay consigners because there's a need for, for good people doing it, and I can see why they're so busy. You know, I can see why there's so much going on there. Yeah, yep, 100%, 100%. All right, man. You ready to uh, wrap it up? We're going to last topic here. Last topic. Just kind of talking about market influences. Like, what do you think, what caused the boom um, across different medias? Like, obviously, in 20, what is it, 2020, we saw a crazy boom with Pokemon. And slowly after that, video games kind of boomed. Um, do you foresee something happening? Kind of just talk about it a little bit. And then we'll uh, just open it up. I think money, I think money speaks uh, evil. I think money speaks good. I think money speaks everything. Honestly, I, I think it was a really big part of it. Um, even when you look at Logan Paul, 
like people weren't doing that because of money, but Logan Paul was, he couldn't have bought that stuff and done those things if he didn't have money. So it, it does all boil down to like people spending money. Um, it, it's that simple on like what the boom is. And if people aren't buying, you know, new products, if people aren't buying vintage, people aren't grading, people aren't spending money in the hobby, that's when prices start to die down. The more people are hyped up and seeing other people spend money, it's just like feeds off each other. You know, it's just like a, that's the hype train off each other. Like, oh, this sold for this much, this book. People bought this, I bought that, that kind of stuff. And, oh, i got to buy this because it's going up and I need to buy it as an investment. You know, there's just like a lot of feeding off each other. Um, but also, I, I do also think that people have control of prices a lot more than what uh, is the credit is given to them. So when we're talking about things like uh, TCG player or eBay and just general like buy now listings and the lowest price uh, listed, like how do you, it's such an arbitrary number, like some of the cards auction, you can kind of understand it because it's just like, what is someone willing to pay? Yeah. But what is someone willing to list on, on eBay or list on wherever is the lowest price? Like how do you determine that? What's well, from the auction? So, or it's from the last sold, which, what does that mean? Like, like I've listed cards, like, based off the last sold, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm selling it too cheap or too expensive. Like, and I literally have no idea what this is worth. I've even listed cards that, like, I haven't been able to find, sell, you know, sales for recently. Or, you know, it's just, like, it's just so tricky. But, it, yeah, it all boils down to money at the end of the day. So, that's kind of, for me, what I think the boom side of stuff is. Um, I think the secondary part of it, that's primary. I think secondary part is just how cool the product is, like what it actually is that you're talking about. Um, celebrations was incredibly hyped. I, I think everybody kind of felt a little bit of craziness with the celebration set in Pokemon, but with good reason. I mean, it was a fun set. It was a lot of fun products, and they did a lot of fun hype and things around it. Um, not so much about money. It was more so yeah. about like the set and the actual fun of it and cel literally celebrating. Excuse me. So it, that's like a bit of an exception, more of a secondary thing. But uh, yeah, what about you? What do you think? What do you think's the uh, the 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 boom cause? Yeah, so we had a whirlwind in 2020. It was, I think we were getting stimmy money then. Um, you had the Logan Paul thing in November, and then kind of off the tail end of that was the Gary V sports card pumping. Um, and I think that one, of course, Logan Paul had whatever, 11 million plus views. Maybe it's more now on his original box break, which is great, but PokeRev does that now in a week. So how, how influential was that one video? Who knows? Um, so... I think the big thing was obviously a lot of people had money in their hands. Like you said, money is a big driver. And if you got a surplus of it, people are going to spend it, invest it, whatever they wanted to do. But um, unlike no other time in my, whatever, three years, when Gary V was inside of Pokemon um, collecting, he has, I think, still a PSA 10 first edition base at Charizard. He kept uh, a few, at least a few of his episodes or podcasts would say, oh, Charizard is the one to invest in. He can't sprain an ankle. 
He's going nowhere. Um, he has the ear of actual people with money that love cardboard. And Logan doesn't have the ear of those people. So when he's pumping these up, I, I actually then had people in my ear like, hey, man, I see you're in all these Pokemon groups. Like, which what are the plays you're doing? Like, is this a good buy? Like sports card people that have no clue are actually messaging me on Facebook that I'm not friends with. And they're like, hey, what are, like what's going on? I see you're posting in all these groups. What's happening? Like insane that the influence that gentleman has on anything. And it's freaking scary. Um, for that reason, I try not to touch anything he's kind of doing with a 10-foot pole. I fully respect that gentleman as what he did as a Not to be – I don't want to hate on Gary V here, but fully respect his entrepreneurship and what he's done, his climb. But just greed is a son of a bitch. It'll take you down faster than it brought you up. Just Logan's witnessing this now firsthand with all of his – whatever he's got going on with the crypto crap. But um, yeah, just chill out with that stuff. It could, you people could show this stuff. Like you had huge, huge rappers just making a general video logic, making a video, open a booster box and stuff like that. Like that's, it's awesome to see. It's not going to propel us to the freaking moon. Um, like shilling stuff will on a podcast, telling people to invest in it when you have the ear of people with millions and millions of dollars that invest in the cardboard already. I think that was our big, big thing. It could happen again at any time. I feel like if Gary V wanted to again, he could shill it straight to the effing moon again. It would be interesting because a lot of people lost their balls buying PSA nine base unlimited Charizards for $6,000 and $40,000 base unlimited booster boxes. But um, a lot of people come in a little bit more, ready to, to to juggle that and know what could happen but um yeah i think there's a lot a lot of media celebrity influence into it it's got to be the right person doing it um i think the logan thing and then the gary v thing and then everybody having money just kind of played in together and it was like a super storm of shit going on um but yeah it's i could see it happening again it like for sure it will somebody who knows who that person will be, um, but some crap. I feel like calling it here now, somebody's going to do some stupid shit again, and it's some stupid shit's going to happen. I Yeah, I agree. I, I, I said it um, over a year ago. Uh, honestly, it was, a, it was a while ago, and I've said it for months and months after that too, but the uh, need for the celebration celebrating every five years you know so the 10 year 15 year 20 year 25 year um of pokemon it was just about you know in a couple of weeks you know it's not long until we have uh th this year it's going to be like the 27 year or whatever um the the celebration of that when it hits the 30 i've said it and a lot of people said no and i was crazy and i was dumb or whatever but I really genuinely believe like the 30 was going to pop um, just because they were going to put effort into it. They're going to bring in celebrities. They're going to spend money. They're going to put cool sets and products and some of the new things happening. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting again. So, yeah, hold on to your hats for, for three years' time. I, I really think um, 26 is going to be a fun one for me. I think that's going to be a pop. 
and I'm expecting prices to climb a little bit. There's a couple of things I'm holding back that I think will probably do well um, during that period, you know, during that year of celebration. I think prices will climb a little bit again, but I don't know if they'll ever be like crazy stupid again. I think it's going to be more of just a general incline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Prices. That'll be sick. For Pokemon. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. This next year is going to be a banger, dude. I think so. Um, I don't have anything else that I wanted to go over. I know we, we went through a, a couple of things that we wanted to touch on there. Did you have anything else that you wanted to go over, Josh? No, sir, man. Let's wrap it up. Send us out. I'll let you take us out of here. All right. Thank you. I've enjoyed that. Uh, episode two, over and out. So thank you for spending that time with me, Josh. Talking, went over some cool stuff. Uh, really cool hearing about you um, and some of your thoughts there. I'm excited for next week. Maybe uh, talking about some um, some more new stuff for us to go over. It's going to be exciting. Each week is going to be different. So really excited for that. Um, and thanks for everyone that has stayed in uh, listening to this for this period. We're at an hour and 24 minutes right now. So you're the reason why we're doing this you guys listening right now you're exactly the reason why we're doing it why we enjoy it it's uh it's pretty cool so i really appreciate you uh, i know uh just us too we we definitely get satisfaction from knowing that you're a, you're a part of this little community then and, and we're having fun with it so yeah i don't have anything else um i'll see you next tuesday um see oh, you yeah. guys have a good one peace <laughs> thanks